contested. You're listening to the CBS World News Roundup. The following is a paid program and does not necessarily reflect the opinions of the staff or management of visionary-related entertainment. Aloha, Maui Nui. Hey, this is Josh Porter here. And Jason Furkart. Welcome to the Solar Coaster. Solar Coaster. I don't even know what, what, what 54. I had to look it up. 54, <laughs> episode number 54, squarely into year two territory, Jason. Oh, here we are. Yep. Another year. 13 right. episodes, right? That's what you told me in the beginning. 13 <laughs> episodes. Hey, man, I need somebody to come on air with me. No one else to do it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> we got a great episode today with a good friend, guest in the studio, Mrs. Oh, Mrs. Megawatt, we're calling her. Emily, you, own, you own that now. Emily Erickson. <laughs> I like that name. Do I don't like know what that? my husband will think about it, but I'm kind of jiving on it. That's Excellent. like a, that's like almost like a superhero name, right? Yeah, yeah essentially. Right? I know. I'm designing the outfit right now in my head. I love nice. it. I love it. So, Mrs. Megawatt, thank you so much for coming in here, Emily. Um, we're going to talk all about the first utility-scale solar, solar farm that's been deployed in Maui County under your management, under your loving, caring, kind of bringing it into fruition. I've been a small part of it, but I can speak um, mm -hmm. to the larger part of it. And I've been a part of the original development team that um, initially conceptualized the project. Excellent. Well, we're really excited to hear about it. I'm fascinated by it, you know, and uh, uh, so we'll get all into that and uh, learn all about this uh, amazing project and also your background. And we've got a lot of good things to talk about today. But let's jump into our housekeeping and get that out of the way. What do you say? Okay. Right? So we are the Solar Coaster, folks. Uh, renewable energy theme talk show right here in lovely Maui County. We can be found Fridays at 1.05 p.m. on Kaoi, uh, 11.10 a.m. Also got some FM stations, 96.7 FM Central Maui, 96.5 FM Westside, 98.7 FM Upcountry. It is a call-in show. 242-7800 is the call-in line. That's 242-7800 if you want to stump us. Uh, we can be found on the web as well. Jay, what's going on on the website yep. these days? Uh, website's still there, solar-coaster.com. We've got all the old shows, an entire year's worth of every topic we've ever discussed. It's all out there. Uh, and I sh as I say, every every show if you can't call in during the show go down the bottom of the website there there's a form where you can fill out for questions comments uh let us know that you're out there like the show hate the show whatever you want we'll get your we'll get your comments on air but fill out the form and uh, comes right to us <laughs> like we get one that's like an email it's like solar stinks <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, well we that's one, one that's one of, that's one of the conversations you know it's <laughs> right part today, of the conversation today, today we, we actually controversial ideas yeah a little bit we have some sponsors so uh we've been on air because of these great sponsors over the years and it's kind of evolving we've got maui solar project tabuchi electric america sonam battery pika energy and sundrum solar who we're really excited about uh, and, uh, yeah, what else can we say here? Podcasts. Don't forget about those. Podcasts, if podcasts are your preferred listening method. Uh, we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, and in TuneIn. You can take us with you anywhere you go. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's jump right into our news and events, get a lot going on in the world today of renewable energies. Okay. Jay, which one are we starting out with here? Uh, I want to talk about Nissan because I think it's, this article this article is hilarious for a number of reasons. But um, right after Mercedes says, you know what? Automotive, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're done. Automotive batteries are not suited for home use. Nissan comes along and says, "Hey, we're getting into <laughs> the home battery market." Um, but it's but it, how they're doing it is a little interesting. So the title is Nissan is following Tesla into solar and home batteries. Um, I'm I, I do want to apologize to Jack Stewart at Wired. Um, Tesla's not the only one selling batteries. In fact, there's a lot of them. Oh, is that a quote that he had here? Well, yeah, no, it's the title of the article. It's like Tesla is the, the oh, gotcha. buzzword I that everybody you, yeah. uses. Oh, Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. Tesla. We have Sonin, Pika, Tabuchi, uh, LG. I mean, all these companies are out there making home energy products, and they are mature at this yeah. point. Yeah. So it's not like Tesla's the only thing in the universe. Sure. But sure. I guess um, they're following the lead in terms of a car manufacturer getting involved in the space. That's sure. What about. Sure. Which sure. is what Mercedes-Benz was doing. Until right. They until they decided they weren't. Right. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but Nissan's, Nissan's getting into the home energy market. Right now, it's only available in the UK. Uh, they have some base packages which is this is kind of neat that they are they have a, a fixed price you mm -hmm. know you know how much it's going to be it comes with a certain number of panels mm -hmm. and um a, you choose your battery uh the interesting thing is you're ch you can choose your battery size but you can also choose what's called a second life battery right. and these second life batteries you, you ever wonder what happens to all those 
Nissan Leafs once they're, they're yeah they're definitely some of them are starting to age out right right so those batteries we were concerned because what do you do with this, these lithium technology batteries yeah. you can't really recycle them yet it's not economically feasible the, uh, there, there are chemical ways to yeah. retrieve the lithium and remanufacture <clears throat> and everything else but it's not cost effective yet mm. so I what they're know, doing Jay, i had one of those nissan leafs and i drove it to death i can't mm -hmm. imagine there was anything left in that battery to be able to well <laughs> you were one of the first to kind of first yeah you actually belief, were right, right. had a trouble getting up the hill did you a lot of trouble getting the cooler. Um, <laughs> it was very painful. I had terrible range anxiety. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they, I mean, they, these batteries, you got to understand that these batteries are actually made up of tons and tons of tiny cells. Each one of these small cells would probably be reevaluated mm. for its own performance. But, if you, but they're a little like Christmas lights, that if one doesn't function, the next, the whole chain after that is not going to work properly. So they probably identify the bad one and, and so remanufacture. But then there's these second life battery packs that they're making for home use are reclaimed cells mm -hmm. from Nissan Leaf you know, type batteries. Yeah, yeah. interesting about this is I could almost see, you know how there's a status thing with, with renewable energies at times, right? Mm -hmm. So it's almost like keeping up the Jones thing. It does happen, right? I've got a Tesla, or I've got a this, or I've got a that, right? Yep. But in the case of a Nissan, you know, a second life battery pack, it's almost kind of like a, a conscious choice, right? Sure. I could see people saying, oh, I, I got batteries, but I actually got recycled batteries. I mean, that, that could be kind of a thing. Well, I actually <laughs> went on the Tesla uh, used car website recently, and you can oh. buy a used Tesla for around eighty dollars $90,000. Nice. Sure, sure no problem. Hey. <laughs> sure, no problem. <laughs> that's, that's still the full vehicle. I mean, they haven't torn it apart and just take the. You can't buy used Tesla batteries. But sure. There are guys um, out there trying to do that. So, okay, actually, that yeah, that does exist. But anyway, so um, they, they are doing this right now. Again, it's in the UK, but I can't imagine it's going to be very long until they they start shipping these things worldwide. And like I said, it's it's a fixed cost thing. It includes installation. You get six panels, the battery, and. Um, what is it for? God, I can't find the price. 5,200? Uh, yeah, the 5,200 for six mm -hmm. solar panels or uh, 10,300 for, for for panels and the battery. Is so that that's, US that's, dollars? That's the thing. Is that this, is converted, no, this is that's converted to dollars. This is converted to dollars for our, for our use. And that includes installation. So 10,300. That's pretty right. aggressive. Yeah, it's very aggressive. Well, it looks like a pilot program and it's, you know, based in the UK only right now. But I mean, it does say something, right? It says that this this uh, this this model of how Tesla is kind of approaching the renewable, the renewable energy space and residential mm -hmm. is applicable to potentially other players. Yep. So someone like Nissan's coming in, they got a lot of moxie. I mean, they've done a lot of volume in EVs and they were certainly there prior to uh, Tesla, right? Yep. And I remember yep. even that fella, he's an interesting character that runs Nissan. He's like a little, jeez, oh man, I remember the quote. I almost don't want to say it. But he, he like, <laughs> you he's have to like, say it now. he doesn't get out of bed in the morning unless it's about uh, money or women. This this guy that runs Nissan, that runs here the, on Maui. No, 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 no. This oh. is the, the the global. Oh, okay. He's like the CEO. He's like this kind of. He's, he's maybe I can't remember. Little his eccentric is what you're trying to say. Yeah, Just no, say that. Yeah, well, that, that was the quote. <laughs> it was in, it was in the documentary. That was in yeah. the documentary about okay. about you know the, the Nissan. And he was talking about Tesla in the early days, and he's like, oh, it's a niche product, right? We make yeah. a we make a, a volume product, a, a mass market product. Right. So he is probably. I wonder if that fellow is still in charge and if he's driving this thing. You know, he's saying, oh, we're going to go after this business too. Um, that's pretty exciting. And if that kind of pricing starts to, uh, you know, take shape across the United States, that's a game changer right there. I'll tell you that right now. Right. I don't think right. they can ex support that mm -hmm. pricing everywhere. I mean, it's it's right. just the, the variance in what it costs for labor is too extreme. Right, right. Very interesting. Okay. So let's jump over from that Nissan one. You want to go into that big uh, bad yeah, pick, Forbes one? Pick, pick one. Uh, yeah, well, let's just get the Forbes thing out of the way because that's you really want to do. Okay, you yeah, want to do this one? Yeah, I mean, it's you know. <sighs> go so for we it. got we got. Oh, geez, go for it. Tell me out here, Jay. So uh, we got this article from Forbes, and it says solar and wind lock in fossil fuels, and that makes saving the climate harder and more expensive. So we wanted to bring in an article that that is kind of a counterpoint to what we usually talk about here. We saw this, and we said, oh, these guys are saying that uh, that solar and wind actually aren't helping us decarb. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, uh, you know, the, the whole position here is about nuclear. Right. They're saying that nuclear is a better way to go about, you know, decarbonization quickly. Right. Uh, and uh, that uh, the introduction of solar and wind actually requires kind of a doubling down on a traditional infrastructure. And there's a tremendous amount of uh, investment and, and all that in that. And there's, you know, the, the, you know that's that's the story. Yeah. Well, part of the problem is that, that all, all these solar and wind farms, as we know, they're transitory, right? They're, they're you not mean intermittent. Intermittent. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they come and go uh, and they can be cut. They can come we and call go. call that variable. Variable. Mm -hmm. There you go. It's like go. a synonym yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> var var variables are boxes Variable in, in programming. Yeah. <laughs> um, can be anything. It's a box in programming. Anyway. Um, so 
all these variable resources, fine. Um, <laughs> you need to have something to pick up the slack okay. when they go offline, and they do go offline. The problem is you don't even know when they're going to go offline. Like solar goes by, well, and when the sun goes there's, down, there's, there's, when oh, the the, okay, the clouds blow in. I mean, yeah. in the middle of the day, or the wind picks up, or the wind dies randomly. I mean, we're, we talked a couple shows about, about um, the um, U.S. Meteorological Service investing millions into new models, and it's specifically paid for by energy companies because they want more accurate models of what's coming and when, so that right. they can they can fire up peakers when they need them. They got a match. Uh, yeah, yeah, that kind of that kind of stuff. So, um, but not only that, you have large nuclear facilities that will output 10 meg easily, right? Um, and these solar farms, I mean, everything everything on island up until your project here has been under a meg, right? Like well under a meg. Yeah. yeah. So so under a single meg, how many <laughs> farms do you actually need to make up one what would, what would be generated by one single nuclear plant? So energy density, like footprint. Yeah, in the world. I mean, I don't think there's any debate about <laughs> that, Laund right? But yeah. I mean, but, but the debate comes around like things like Chernobyl and things like. Well, yeah, you can't say nuclear without shoot. people saying not in my right. Who state. Wants well, <laughs> and you, you can you can avoid it by adding you know battery storage and and using biofuels yeah. with generators you, you, um, to you, still get the firm power, which sure. is what you're talking about. You do you do yeah. want you do want to read this article though because they go through a lot of the math. Um, even the largest battery installs here they were talking about the ones in australia and such and it really is only what two one thousand homes for four hours in the largest batteries the so largest battery store center in the world and for the u.s to have that same four hour buffer i'm talking to continental u.s right now but for the u.s to have that same four hour buffer which is certainly mm -hmm. not an entire night four sure. hours is what nineteen hundred something installs to the cost of seven hundred fifty-six billion dollars? Hmm. You need a hell of a lot more batteries than we actually have. <laughs> well, what we have now, but what people are proposing moving forward with our um, the two R with the variable RFP that's come out, and no people are proposing batteries of that size, and they will be proposing when we get to the firm RFP right, as it's well. It's not nineteen hundred; it's fifteen thousand. I apologize, I missed the number. It is fifteen thousand two hundred eighty storage centers, the size of the. Um, the, uh, the the largest one and yeah it's 764 billion dollars so, so that's that's an awful lot of storage um, there are of course other options there's a lot of things I, I talk about um, hydro backup you know you basically pump water uphill and then when you need the energy you let it f gravity take it and pull it back down turn your turbines and get and get hydro power um, which is a great way in my opinion but you need to ex just basically flood valleys mm -hmm. worth of of power, the, the the amount of power we consume is is not insignificant, and it, I think a lot of people underestimate that. You know, the um, the, the article kind of goes into this conversation about how it is is very difficult for these academics to talk about nuclear because sure. it's so unpopular. But I mean, I, I don't see them getting in in this article at all about all the problems we've had with nuclear, you know, over the course of well, the Well, I last think it's a given. Again, and they, so they still don't there. want to talk about but it. But Japan has, you know, more nuclear per capita, you know, a, a decade ago than anywhere else in the world, right? Yep. And then after Fukushima, right, you know, the whole thing, everyone, it's a terrible accident. Yep. And I mean, I know people from the from the Peace Boat Project that were out there volunteering, trying to you know work with the community. And uh, you know the entire the entire nation shuts down almost all of its nuclear plants, right? They shut so, them all down. Yeah, yeah, they shut it all down, right? And then then of course there's a resurgence of solar and various other you know mechanisms. Mainly it's 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 uh, standard uh, fossil fuel based. Energy, no, it's all right? being fossil fuels. And you know so it's like that's I mean this whole thing has to be taken in that context. Yeah. Uh, of course, yeah, nuclear could be great if it were safe, right? Okay, well, nuclear, you know, fission versus fusion, right? And then we just talked about fusion the other day. We're like you know, 20, 30 years out before we even have the prospect of like a, a commercially available fusion, yep. right? So what do we do in the meantime? Either we go ahead and say, yeah, let's just, you know, let's put it all on black and see what happens and maybe it'll work out okay. Or <laughs> we go, you know what? We got to figure out another solution. And people are, we're trying that with renewable energies. I mean, at least that's my take on it. Uh, right. What do you think? Um, well, the, the issue right now is, and, and I like this one, one little quote from the article, is that we were looking at this technology that is literally 1% or less than 1% of our total global consumed energy generation and, and consumption. You mean solar? You solar, mean solar, 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 solar renewables. Yeah, so renewables. And we, we look at it and we say, okay, we'll just scale that up. Well, yeah. Think about what that actually looks like. Mm. Like how many farms, how many 
valleys need to be flooded? How many wind farms? How many offshore places ruined for sale? The amount of infrastructure required. Uh, yeah, and, and, and that's the other problem is that, like I said, all these, all, you can't build a 10 megawatt solar array on Maui without people being able to see it from space, <laughs> which is dominate the landscape. So people don't want it because of that. I mean, it's just a visible eyesore thing. But not only that, Some, yeah. not only that, it's, it's still, they need interconnection. And so the infrastructure is not point to many points. It is point to point to point to point to point and over here and over there. And there's this huge management issue that comes into play. Managing the existing Managing grid. Managing just the existing grid needs to be much more of a mesh network as opposed to a spoke type system. Hmm. So a lot of things need to change in order to really implement solar wind and other renewables in, in the way that we're talking about well, doing I think every, that every week. The utility has <laughs> done a really good job of actually mitigating some of those problems and when the variable RFP came out there was an RFI that came out before that which mm -hmm. gave developers a look at the lands that were available and it also showed the circuits throughout what all is, the what, islands. What does RFI stand for, Emily? Request for information. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. So that allowed developers um, who applied to go in and, and have a look at the lands that <coughs> certain landowners were willing to developed for renewables, uh, but it also had the circuits on there and how much energy could be allowed on each circuit right. moving forward. So as people got ready to apply for the RFP, the variable RFP, you could see where how much um, you could put on each circuit and where to interconnect so that you sure. didn't waste your time right. creating a project that couldn't work. Right. right. Well, do you, I, I have no idea of the process, but as someone who goes in for these RFPs, do you put additional infrastructure into the costing yes. for okay yeah. so, and you, so, and you, so you, you know that you need to do these things yeah you know you need to you do it you not know on, it's not on the utility to make it happen no <laughs> you have to pay for that the utility okay. there's some things that they will pay for but that well, it's nice to know they go both ways there if, if you if you live way out in the sticks and they want to charge you per pole for how many poles you have to get out <laughs> to your house they're going to charge you the same thing for generation oh, yeah. i guess that's that's a good thing mm -hmm. <laughs> okay so i don't think we're going to settle the uh no the one's going to settle that one i'd love to, i'd love right to get now, i'd actually like like to get this gentleman in here if, if, yeah. if we can do that yeah, he's, um, yeah he seemed really in really yeah. intelligent no yeah. <laughs> just for the record uh emily's pointing at a jockey ad with a really handsome young man <laughs> nice. um okay no that's nice. not who it is it's a it's an academic uh, what's the name again jay we can maybe ask you can call him in right now Michael hmm? um, uh, Schellenberger. McKay or no? Oh, oh Sean, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, right. So yeah, please come in if you're available. And then um, let's take a look at GTM. You want to go right there? GTM. Green Tech Media it, talking about 50% solar wind and how that could affect wholesale energy prices. Oh, okay, go for it. I don't have that. Okay, yeah, this is the, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the. I gave this one to you. You, you sure did. Yeah. yeah, a new holistic analysis from Berkeley Lab details grid conditions under a high renewable energy scenario. This is from the 16th. And uh, what's going on here? They're talking about how uh, there's going to be a reduction. Um, wholesale markets could see strong declines in energy prices when clean energy exceeds 40% of generation. Why? Well, I mean, the generation, once it over, this is over time. Of right. course. I mean, that's, that's what you're talking about. When you, when you are going out and you're building large-scale solar projects or wind farms or such, um, it, there's a lot of initial cost. You're building these things from scratch, and it's like any power plant, right? Um, but one of those hurdles to a large-scale adoption that I've always talked about is, is it cheaper to build a solar farm or a diesel fuel generating plant? Mm -hmm. You know, which is which is cheaper? Uh, we're we're going to do the cheaper one, no matter what it is, because it's cheaper. Um, but once it's up and running, the maintenance costs on a large scale solar farm are much less than a competing generator of similar size. <laughs> yeah. So over time, that the, the energy costs come way way down. I mean, you're just getting energy out of this thing all the time, and over. So over over 20, 25 years worth of worth of running, I mean, it's literally a drop from from was it sixty dollars per megawatt hour down to, to forty five. I mean, it's it's a huge drop um, in in overall energy costs. So we're talking total cost of ownership type of mm -hmm. models. Okay. Well, what, I mean, what, what, did, what did you think? What did you think of it? If anything, <laughs> if, if anything at all, not too much. Really. Not too much. Right. I mean, I just I, I mean, like just make, the idea. It makes sense. Well, we talk about it all the time. There's there's these huge um, RFP type situations, but out in Saudi Arabia and India and stuff, and they're talking about like sub two cents a kilowatt hour for 
a total that one was of controversial, though, right? It was controversial, but but that's that, but that's kind of the game they're playing. Even three four cents. I mean, three four cents is is chump change. It's so cheap, right? Mm. So it's yeah. the total cost of energy. So once you get you take that cheap energy and you add it into the mix, yes, the total wholesale cost of energy gets cheaper. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, thanks to Green Tech Media for that, giving us a sense of what's going on here. So just averaging, cost averaging in those really, really low costs. Basically. Right. Well, but but the, the interesting thing there is that if, if wholesale energy is cheaper because of these things, it makes it more difficult for people to um, sell the higher cost energy sources. Yeah. Okay. You're not going to be able to make as much mm-hmm. pulling out coal out of Russia. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Because the cost structure of that is no is one's willing to thing, pay for it if they right? can get it from another that's like, source. That's like tar sands or something like mm-hmm. that. Like for a while, when the when oil uh, prices had shifted, they just it wasn't economically viable anymore to go through that process, right? right. So right. you're going to see that because of solar and wind, yes. which is uh, kind of the point of the article. So yep. okay, great. So what else we got here? We got Nissan. No, we already did that one. And nope. We have uh, the energy jobs energy one? jobs energy jobs are good people <laughs> yeah really we like okay. jobs and yep. energy right yep. now. energy energy <laughs> yeah, job report do. says solar dominates coal but wind is the real winner this is interesting um they're talking about how many people are employed in in each sector and how many new jobs are really created and this right? is just the u.s right and this is just the u.s um but um wind sector is the big winner here is it employs 107,000 people in 2017 and nearly 6% um, compared to 2016. So it's up 26, uh, up 6%. Um, so that's a huge growth in a single industry, right? We're just talking about mm-hmm. wind, 6% more jobs this year. Um, I have to wonder if some of that is because they migrated over from solar or <laughs> something well, else. They're losing the solar, job, in, solar install jobs. The wind, in, the wind energy has become cheaper than the solar. On okay. the mainland, not here. So mm-hmm. they are building more wind farms because of that. Heard of heard a few of those. Yeah. They talk about uh, the Nashan battery storage industry added almost six thousand new jobs for a twelve percent growth rate in two thousand seventeen. Mm. So I mean, growth all around—that's fantastic. We see a lot of a lot of growth in in the industries, um, but we still need we still need more um, more focus on industry. I guess is is the deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, you know, that's, that, that kind of goes um, on top of that article we had last week, which was uh, talking about the job uh, footprint uh, within China, the EU, the United States, and Brazil. Yeah, that was gigantic, right? the, the gap. I mean, China's just trounced everybody. Yeah, and then it turned out that Brazil actually had more renewable energy jobs in totality than the United States. So it was like not just south of a mill, right? We're about 800,000 or so, and they yeah, were just around 800,000. Eight, eight, seven, three or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, this kind of focuses in on, on the details of, the, uh, of what's happening And that's happening interesting because usually you don't get information out of South America quite that easily. Right. <laughs> I hope we, it's accurate. Yeah, we were theorizing that it had something to do with the agro, like the ethanol and the, the sugarcane industry. Right, as a biofuels, because it can be lumped in with, with um, renewable energy sources. So you're talking about ethanol and, yeah, bio, biodiesel. Okay, what's the next one? Can last one, Vivint? last one. Vivint Solar already falling behind in energy storage. Why could that be? What's going on with Vivint? Oh, <laughs> if, no. you remember, yeah. if you remember, Mercedes-Benz <laughs> was uh, Vivint's partner in home storage, and Mercedes-Benz last month decided that, you know what, we're not doing home storage anymore. Goodbye. Oh, man. Uh, which kind of their wagon to the wrong yeah, line. Yeah, huh? which kind of left Vivint in, a, in an unfortunate position. Um, of course, this, this um, picture here has a nice picture of the LG, uh, the LG battery yeah. when they're talking about Tesla and Mercedes, but, <laughs> but right. um, I mean, they, they can sell Well, they'll just, switch, they'll just they switch over to a different product. Well, it looks, like, it looks like they are doing, um, has, repl- has already replaced Mercedes-Benz batteries with LG Chem batteries on their website. But, I mean, they were um, really, like, they were really waiting on that, and they're, they're just behind sketch. Yeah, of course, but um, the, worst, the worst thing is, is um, going through research, you can actually only buy that LG battery from um, Vivint in Utah. Just Utah right now. In only Utah. Wow. So it's on their website, but you can't actually buy it. Uh, they plan they won't be rolled out into larger markets, and mm. like California, until later this year. So as of yet, you can't do anything. Oh, they even say here that the uh, electric, uh, I guess that's one of the media outlets, had reported mm-hmm. the cost of the Mercedes-Benz energy yep. storage system between five and 13 grand, uh, which may not have been a compelling deal compared to the Powerwall or some of its other competitors at about six grand. And uh, so, yeah, they're into LG. Well, we never really knew what Mercedes knew. was going yeah. was going to look like.
look like. Well, it was yeah. going to be lithium iron phosphate. No, we knew which, that. That's but but that's, that's a relevant thing okay. because that's kind of more similar to like Blue Ion. We're doing an install. Blue Ion installed, by the way, in HANA right now. And um, so, you know, uh, you know that you're dealing with a, a, you know, a premium product. Right. Right. With the 15-year kind of territory, Sony lithium iron phosphate probably was the, you know, and certainly the chemistry. Maybe it was the brand as well mm -hmm. uh, where you have really extended uh, a life, lifetime, you know, extended lifetime and cycles and all that. And uh, so, yeah, they just, I guess they just felt that that, that, that premium product wasn't, they were going to be able to compete. And they pulled the plug on it. Yep. Uh, so Vivint is now moving into that other territory. You know, we'll see if we get Vivint on here. It's just it's about time for those guys to show up and start do knocking on doors again, don't you think, Em? I remember, remember them? Yeah, exactly. I didn't. I hadn't even noticed that they weren't here anymore. <laughs> they were. Well, they were. They're kind of like you know the the little bikes, the white shirts, the helmets that bump up, bump. They start banging yeah. on everybody's door and then selling them. You know, not. To, I, mean, I don't want to. Give them don't time. do that. Yeah, no. but, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they haven't been around now that you know the industry was kind of like uh, Marco described it as the worst bottom we've ever had in the solar industry, and you know we went through a lot with that together, oh, right? Yeah. And so uh, we're just coming out of it now. We got a 17% bump. Is that Big Island or Oahu? Big Island. Mm. Big Island. Big and then island. a 7% bump in, in Oahu in PV mm. permits. Mm. You know, Marco does all this data mining. So now, you know, and Maui's lagging behind a little bit, but it's, I'm sure it's ready to bump, right? So you get all these great programs being approved. You get more kind of simultaneous programs than ever before. Uh, for the residential space. We're talking about the utility space here. Yeah, we're a little um, spoiled for choice. Yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> a lot going on. It's an exciting time to be in the industry. Nice. And Vivint, I, I would I would say, is probably going to pop up any day of the week. Well, right? if, if you see any them out now. there, wave. You know who they are. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> okay. So. One, one, one quickie. Speaking of Marco, uh, yeah. I got an update from him about the yeah, geothermal on um, Hawaii Island. Um, he sent me a note. It says, the plan is to effectively kill the three existing geothermal wellheads by pumping them full of water and then capping them. So this is what we were talking about in the last show with Marco. They are going to go ahead and do that. That essentially kills this geothermal plant. It will not produce any more power and we, ever. And we covered this in the last show. I don't know if you did listen, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. And um, it was really amazing because it's been in business or it's been in production since 1993. Correct. Uh, carrying about a quarter, was it? A quarter of the yeah. overall uh, load like 23 for the grid. Per, 23% for... Yeah, and uh, so a pretty significant piece of... And it is of, firm, or it was firm power, yeah. which is really unfortunate right. for And them. people are talking about it. It's so interesting because you're dealing with something that's high tech, kind of, a, you know, kind of remarkable, you know, from a technical perspective. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when people are discussing this now, they, they usually feather in some spirituality they're talking about Pele they're talking about uh, and there's definitely some controversy about the types of chemicals used in this and about how uh, is this a, a good thing to do or not you know the people are just people are dialoguing about this in social yeah, media right yeah. now mm -hmm. so people will say things like uh, Pele's lost her patience with us things like that really yeah. kind of it's, it's very Hawaii, right? Yeah. Well, even, even Marco's. Is, uh, yeah. Pele has had enough of being drilled into. Oof, man, what a statement. That's, that's, yeah. that's an unbelievable <laughs> statement, really. Marco, I mean, that's really powerful. And he sent us this picture, which I posted up on my personal Facebook page. We can, we'll can we share on Solar Coast yeah, this, momentarily. Yeah, this, this shows the fracture where what we were talking so about. Close. And you can literally, like literally see. Mm -hmm. Almost coming into the plant, right? Right. Yeah. So they're, they're talking about killing the wellheads. They're talking about uh, injecting water into them and then Correct. capping them with, are we talking concrete? And he didn't say. I, I would hope so. I mean, it's got to be something significant because like I said that if if the water goes the wrong way it'll flash to steam and we all know steam power is Isn't good power like, <laughs> am I wrong was it like 2,000 or 6,000 feet deep something really deep right it's not really a, it's I didn't think it was that no I am I wrong I could be could be off on that so yeah. I don't want to misquote but it's you have a, a really deep you know uh, well head and there's multiples and yep. they're talking about you know, basically, uh, I, I don't know if, if that's. I mean, it doesn't seem to me they have a great game plan. It seems like they're kind of in. No, crisis it's, like mode I said, this, this is this is crisis mode. They're they're trying to shut it down so that it doesn't cut any more damage and leak any more gas. Whenever I such. see something like this, so I just think about. Potential. Like I said, those those wellheads are just. I mean, they're yeah, <laughs> it's like potential energy, right? There's mm -hmm. all this potential energy, and we start messing around with it, and it works for, great for a little while until it doesn't. And then something happens, you know, and that's kind of what's going on here, right? And that's yeah. the same type of thing with Fukushima. It's like, we're great until it didn't. Right. And then we ran into a big problem, right? So that, that's got to be part it, of the is, conversation. Is that what you think from fusion? Because that's what I was looking at when I was I was researching fusion last week a lot. Because I, I want to do a show on fusion. Oh, yeah, Stay tuned for that for one, sure. folks. Sure. But um, the, the nice thing about it is that when, when fusion dies, it, it basically um, 
it doesn't have enough energy to continue the reaction at all. So it shuts itself so it's, off. It's different. It's different. <laughs> Which is fundamentally different, right? When I think about fusion, I think about that scene from the second Wall Street, and he goes, we're making baby stars. You there know, you it's yeah. a cool yeah. idea, right? It's a cool, cool anyway. movie. All right, you want to okay. jump over? Are we done with this? Uh, I think we got, we're done, we're we're done with that. Um, I've, we've got a, if anybody's actually read the paper, this week, we got a real paper <laughs> news article, which is actually a lot of fun. Um, first large-scale solar project adds power to Isle Grid. Do you know anything about this? I know Emily? a little bit about a little, that. A little yeah. bit. That's, that's the reason why Emily's here today. Um, Maui's first large-scale photovoltaics project. I don't know if I like that large scale. I mean, large. You need to you need to define that. But um, I've heard large scale, and I've heard utility scale. How do you define these? scales i mean do, do you is it arbitrary well, i mean is, is it I mean, geographic you got kind of well i mean if you want to jump in you know but you got like kind of three sections right you got like residential, residential and then you, yeah you got yeah you got cni which is kind of commercial industrial and yeah. then you have utility right yeah. those are kind of the three buckets that so, the industry so there's in. so there's the 250 out west side what yeah, is that? There, well, there's old, think <laughs> Venn diagrams, Jay. For crying out loud, I mean, they're not. It's not like there's a there's a, there's a I wall. Want, I want to know where the line at is. Five hundred and one kilowatts. There you it go. Then becomes utility. No, yeah. I mean, you know, you, it's 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 there. There, you know, by and large, CNI commercial industrial is like the you know a hotel, like maybe the Grand, chucking on a couple megs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so that's a very big commercial industrial, but it could be a yeah. hundred kilowatts on a Tesoro, or a you know, or like a, you know, or six hundred and seventy-two kilowatts on the Costco. Those are all CNI, mm-hmm. right? commercial right. industrial right yeah. and then when you get to the scale of you know two three four megawatts yeah. tends to be where utility finds its, its space now right. that being said we've certainly done other projects like emily and i worked on a project back five years ago or something yeah. the uh the solar farms that, that msp was a part of mm-hmm. and they were about um i think like 250 kilowatts ac each right yeah and we did four of those right four, right so, so just about a megawatt in to- total right yeah. And uh, that could be argued to be utility, would, but yeah, it's a I special would, program, I, the FIT yeah. program. I, I, would, I would argue that that's utility scale, uh, certainly here. Um, so, yeah. Maybe. So, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, anyway, but the, the projects that we're talking about, the new one, uh, can generate up to 2.87 megawatt. Now, is that that's absolute maximum? You don't, you don't expect to get that out every day? That's, yeah, and that's the AC output. So the DC would be four megawatts. Oh, wow. um, in both of those, there's two, two separate farms. One is in South Maui, um, located on Haleakala Ranch Lands, and that's the one that it's referencing there. That program, that solar farm, went online last Saturday, officially right. started generating. Okay. And um, the second one, which is located up at Lahaina Luna High School, which you can see when you go up on the bypass, okay. um, will be online in a couple of weeks. Excellent. So it's really exciting. Yay. It's exciting for the Big community. Stuff. And, yeah. you know, they came in at 11 cent PPA rate, which is great. The lowest that we'd had up till now. Mm-hmm. There's lower on Kauai at this point. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a good, uh, you know, a real win for the community. Absolutely. We're okay. going to dig all into that once yep. we get out of our commercial break. Are we there ready to go, Jay? Yep. Sounds okay. Sounds so like let's it. run into our commercials. We'll come back with Emily Sullivan. Uh, Emily, excuse me, Emily. That's Emily okay. Erickson. <laughs> and, uh, and then we'll learn all about these great solar farms. Aloha and welcome to Maui Solar Project. It is easy to feel rejuvenated just stepping outside on a magnificent Hawaiian day. Maui Solar Project is here to help harness that energy you feel in your body and use it to power your homes and businesses. As Laura tells us, Maui harnessed the sun so as to slow its path across the sky. Join Maui Solar Project as we harness the sun's energy and slow Hawaii's dependence on fossil fuels. Call Maui Solar Project at 269-2352. MauiSolarProject.org. Tsubuchi Electric. A leading worldwide inverter manufacturer presents the second generation of the eco-intelligent battery system, the IBIS. Tsubuchi's grid-friendly system includes a high-efficiency inverter, stackable batteries, and integration with Jelly software for the most adaptable battery storage system on the market. The system is optimized for energy management and cost performance. Maximize your solar investment with Tsubuchi's electric eco-intelligent battery system. The Sonin Batter Eco is an energy storage solution that utilizes intelligent energy management software. The system is available in a variety of storage capacities and allows for expansion. Sonin Battery Eco allows you to save money by harvesting energy from your solar PV system and using that stored energy when rates are more expensive. Sonin Battery Eco is specifically designed to provide you and your family peace of mind in the event of power outage. Our unique power detection system will sense outages in real time and automatically switch over to battery power. See Sonin Battery Eco at sonin-battery.com. 
MIT-founded Pika Energy, makers of the Pika Energy Island, a smart energy management system that uses solar panels, lithium batteries, and intelligence to manage your energy and keep you powered even during outages. With a clean, intelligent alternative to grid power, you're in control of your energy future. Pika's Energy Island lets you manage electrical costs with HECO-ready self-supply functions. Pika's largest battery, the Harbor Plus, offers 16 kilowatt hours of stored energy and can power loads of up to 10 kilowatts. And if you need more capacity, just add a second or even third Harbor Smart battery to the same system for a maximum of 48 kilowatt hours of usable storage. Pika Energy, own your power. To learn more, visit pika-energy.com. Sundrum Solar is the manufacturer of a revolutionary thermal collector that fits on the underside of your standard PV panel to maximize energy capture per square foot. The Sundrum Solar Hybrid PVT system combined photovoltaic and thermal holds the world record for peak efficiency, capturing an astounding 86% usable energy. Learn how Sundrum Solar vastly improves electric, heating, and cooling economics at sundrumsolar.com. Okay, those are our uh, amazing, stellar, wonderful sponsors that keep the solar coaster on air. Thank you so much from the bottom of our heart uh, for helping us do what we do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Can't add much to that, Thank right? you. No, I can't. You did, you did, I, was, I, I, had a, I had a line of like, oh, yeah, that sounds too close. Okay, I won't, <laughs> okay, I won't say that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Next so week. We're, so we're here with uh, Emily Erickson, Mrs. Megawatt. She likes that term. Yep. And uh, we're going to hear, um, we just want get, to get a sense of kind of, you know, how did you get into this position, Em, to be doing what you're doing? I mean, you, you're, you're really kind of like a successful, powerful woman in the solar industry here in Maui. And, uh, you know, how did it all start? Well, Can thanks you tell us for about that. Yourself? Well, um, I got my intro into renewable energy when I was working as marketing director at the University of Hawaii Maui College. And my office was next to Jen Chiricos, who was the the executive director of SLAM, and I was writing press releases for Jen, and I thought, hey, this is really interesting stuff. And um, I kind of saw the renewable energy movement starting to happen. This was probably six, seven years ago, and I decided I really wanted to be a part of it. Mm. Uh, so I left the college and, and started to do some searching, and I came across you, Josh. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and uh, moved into working with Maui Solar Project and operations, and learned so much from you as well as your business partner eddie and uh just really love this industry because for me personally i was able to find a way to make money but also do something good for the environment in the community right so um you know a way to give back and to feel good about what you're doing absolutely um, so i really feel like i'm in the right in the right industry and uh, i love the work that i'm doing so i after i left you guys i was fortunate enough to start working for a group of successful elderly statesmen I uh, work for four gentlemen here on the island that have been renewable energy uh, developers for years. They're, you know, groundbreakers. They did the uh, they've done 160 megawatts of wind wow. between Maui and Oahu, and they're also a part of the original development team on these two uh, four megawatt PV farms that we're talking about today that are going online. And they did that project in conjunction with another group uh, with Hawaii Pacific Solar. That was the partner on that project. So I've been working with those guys for two years now, and we're working on developing larger projects, both firm and variable projects. And um, they're just uh, a wealth of knowledge, so it's been wonderful to me to be able to learn yeah. from them. So uh, just for the sake of our listeners, can you explain the difference between, you said, ver firm and variable? So firm, uh, well, the variable power, as we were talking about earlier, is anything that involves needing wind or sun basically right. so it's variable because you only have it when you have those resources right. and the firm power is your coal or as we're looking at more now would be biomass or biodiesel nuclear um, or nuclear exactly <laughs> so basically you just think of it when you flip on the switch you have your power gotcha right it's always there yeah it's always there the homer simpson stuff interesting yes. um, right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice guy um so these two farms that we're talking about now do these include any type of storage they just solar they are just solar at this point but there is talk of of putting storage with them oh, okay so um, could, sometime soon at least it's compatible for the oh future, absolutely future, future yeah proof. easily <laughs> to, easy to tie in so that that nice. storage will come along with them soon so okay. we got these kind of large-scale uh solar farms that are going in they're both uh, four megs of dc four yes. megawatts of dc which is how do we contextualize the megawatts we were told we have to do that anytime we say megawatt right so I don't know, 12,000 no, panels roughly? It's 12,000 panels, 12,000 right. PV panels, that's good. Enough. Okay. okay. Yep. Right, and so your five megawatt 
uh, residential install. Five kilowatt. Or five kilowatt. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's what? Uh, 20 panels. There you go. Yeah. So it's that's the, the difference in scale. Okay. Um, so you got two of these going in. And, uh, you know, what I mean, just the first thing that pops in my head is, you know, uh, why haven't we had utility scale solar before? Right. And so is there, a, do you know why? I don't I mean, know why other than I think that the way that to get people to adapt and understand renewable, it was easier to do it smaller with residential right. and bring in the community in that manner and let them be stakeholders in their own, gotcha. you know, be their own IPPs. Um, and then also allow the utility and the grid to do the upgrades that they need that's, to do to take in this kind of power. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Is yeah. that, I mean, it's, it's a very different thing when you're, you're out there and they fire up these these generators and they know that they have a, a certain amount of power on the grid and it, it does wave but they mm -hmm. have projections and they know approximately where they're supposed to be to feed the the draw or the load right. at any one time um, but for the utility to go out and just start installing these very large scale variable resources I mean there's an education process for them as well well, even when we brought these online the last, you know, the last month of testing, there was, there was a lot of testing that went on. And, mm -hmm. of course, we've had terrible weather. So um, a lot of times it had to stop and restart just because they wanted to make sure they were getting max capacity. But there, right. there were quite a few, you know, uh, different measures that had to be met. And, and we had to work really closely with the utility on all of that. And, and kind of to be clear, too, it's not that utility didn't go out and build this, right? Mm -hmm. the, the development team proposed this project to the utility yep. with a PPA and a price and the utility said, okay, we will accept that energy okay, at so that rate. So it's kind of and a privately owned solar it, it farm is, exactly. that the, u the utility, Miko, is buying at a, they're, they're buying the exactly. power that they're then reselling. So the, 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 the Miko is just a, an intermediary right. at that level, but they do manage the, the they're power. The once, yeah, once, once it comes into their grid, they manage it where it goes and how they shunt it around. Right. Okay. Cool. But they're not responsible for maintaining it, operating it okay. in the field, yeah. any of that. That's well, that's what I would assume that's what they're paying for, <laughs> for the rate. Right. right. Okay. Um, how <laughs> many acre? I mean, how big is this thing? Uh, you said 12,000 panels. How, how big is well, it? Like, 12,000 phys physically, I mean, physically, how big is that? Geez. I mean, I, I'm trying to get it in my head, and I just don't it, see it. You're trying to go from, from, from uh, energy, like DC no, energy like phys size. No, physical to size. Two, two, two I, I actually, it's on about 15 it. acres. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and actually the um, this one in Kihei, you cannot see anywhere in Kihei, that's, but, but that's you can, like, I haven't you can seen see it, it up country. Already, I can see okay. it up country when I walk sometimes, and it just looks like a lake. From, oh, from right. up there. From Thompson Road? Yeah. Up there you can Interesting. see. Interesting. Okay. I'll yeah, and then out. you can, the one in, in Lahaina you can clearly see. Mm. And they're the same size, so. Shows you how often I go west side. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't miss the, it. Is it a 20-year term, em Emily? Yes, 20-year yeah. PPA. 20-year okay. PPA. Mm -hmm. That's power purchase agreement, mm -hmm. right? So effectively the utility has agreed to purchase the, the energy from this group of companies that you work with for a 20-year term at 11 cents per kilowatt hour-ish, right? Right, right. Okay, good. Yeah. And then at the end of that term, they can um, say, hey, we're done with it, rip it up, or renegotiate the PPA. Gotcha. You know, do any retrofits or refurbishments right. that might need to happen. So with, with that, you have some experience with O&M on those farms that we worked on years back, right? So mm -hmm. they got these big boys. Uh, how are you going to keep those panels clean? Um, well, we've had we've had plenty of rain lately. Yeah. So you know, not no robots no, or anything crazy. Not right now. No. I mean, there you has don't have been the cool some panels talk. that take that kinetic energy from the raindrops and convert that to power too. No, that no. sounds really interesting. interesting. Yeah. You need to listen to the show more. <laughs> that was a future focus. No, <laughs> well, the uh, it's funny that O and M on these sites is much different than the feed and tariff sites on the Maui land and pine uh -huh. jobs. And those PV farms, no one even knows they're there because they're so hidden you know yeah. they're way back up and 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 they were constructed in, in on some really difficult terrain for some right. for yeah, some reason wow. which i haven't quite figured out yet uh but these others are not the one in lahaina is on a steep hill but it's a little bit more manageable mm. and um and the one in kihei will just need some mowing and the panels are a little bit higher so it's okay that's it yeah that's so it. they're they're pretty manageable very cool nice. and so we don't <laughs> know what kind of panels they are they probably vary right and then um any idea what the inverters are off the top of your head no okay that's I'll call. I'll call you next. Yeah. Week okay. 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 Just curious. And then. Uh, okay. So now that's that's amazing that 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 work was been done and that we got our first utility scale programs in place, uh, solar farms in place, and you got another one coming in in a couple of weeks. The one in. Lahaina. Yeah. That one will be in in a couple of weeks. And then again, you know, the utility released the variable RFP a month ago, um, and I've been told that there's 
somewhere around 100 applicants possibly that are in in between all the islands. Right. And those projects are scope wise between 20 and 200 megawatts. So we're talking about like 10 times to 100 times the size, of roughly this, speaking, right. of what you're doing, right? right? And and so there won't be there won't be hundreds of 4 megawatt PV farms all over the place. There'll okay. be two large, two more probably large PV farms uh, in Maui. Okay. You know, and it, it varies on the different islands depending on what they've asked for, but that's kind of, you know, depending on which they what they pick. They could pick one giant one or right. a couple right. small ones. Well, that's what they is what kind of seems to make the most sense to us. This request for proposal that RFP is yeah. all about is that they're looking for ideas. Right. And of course, and then how our, much it's going to cost. And that RFP <laughs> we both were looking at, we're both kind of towing the waters on mm -hmm. that and uh, a little challenging, right? Yeah, 800 pages. <laughs> and um, so and do you actually expect someone to read that? A lot of I read it. I read it a couple times. A yeah, lot of information um, up front, which you know they're requesting a lot. The build out, a lot of the build out to already be done. The electrical, the right. three line, the single and line, and those are costly. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, something like ten thousand dollars to just say, yeah, I want to apply. Right. And then you also had to do all of do the engineering. Uh, engineering in advance, and it was just a tremendous uh, commitment. And then, then you're, of course, not guaranteed because there's 100 other applicants. Right. You know, you, it could be anybody, yes, right? So it'll be really interesting wow. to see. Yeah, what, I can't wait to see what's, what comes out of it. And there could be a phase two, and then we'll also have the firm. So firm is a separate um, RFP that's coming up. When's that coming up? We don't know. The, the PUC has, we're still waiting on the PUC to approve yeah. it. They okay. haven't done that yet. Okay. We were told that would happen at the end of the first quarter, which is over. Right. Um, but uh, we get the sense that it's, you know, they're kind of playing out what's going to happen with the variable RFP so, and yeah. then see. So we, we just really aren't, we're not real sure. So I'm keeps out. bringing it up, so I think she's got a really good idea on it. <laughs> Do you have a really good idea on I got a good idea, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll have to share mutual NDAs or not at all. Uh, <laughs> very good, very good. Well, Emily, I know that you have a meeting coming up, and you had to kind of get out of Dodge early. You want to take this opportunity to yeah, share any thanks, last messages? Yeah, thanks for letting me have, have, thanks for having me on. It's wonderful. I'm glad that the solar coaster's got its wheels, <laughs> and uh, I'll keep tuning in. All right, thanks, Excellent. Em. It was great having you on board. Thanks so much. appreciate it. All right. Okay. So next up, um, this is, we always talk about future focus, and we always talk about electric vehicles, which is something that's near and dear to our hearts. Um, yep. This is less about technology of energy and and more just about the whole electric kind of world we're mm -hmm. living in um i saw a news article come across the desk that it is now going to be illegal to have an electric vehicle in the uk that does not make noise they, they're going forward all electric right. vehicles are going to have to make some kind of noise because right. they found pedestrians and bicyclists and stuff are just are not aware if you don't have those audio cues of engines going then um it, it's dangerous and i'm sure everybody here has had an experience where it's this this what was it the uh, the prius is is creeping up on the yeah. lady with like a panther yeah, or something. Yeah, I was just thinking about the same quote. That was, the, that was that hysterical <laughs> article maybe six years ago <laughs> yep. about Whole Foods yep. and about the absurdity of all of the pretension and stuff in yeah, there, right? Yeah, and they yeah. talk about the, the Prius creeping up on her like a panther with yeah. the Namaste sticker on the yeah, back, yeah, right? Yeah. So this is, a, this is a kind of akin to that. So, so it's finally coming down. And I think you're, there's gonna, it's going to be like dominoes. You know, right. just Everybody's just going to fall in line and everybody's going to have the option because if they have to do it in one territory, mm. it's going to be an option in pretty much mm. every vehicle. So you're going to have so, to have sound. Sound. Some kind of auditory. This cue. is amazing. It's this really, is, well, it's, it's, is it amazing or is it weird or is it really, well, it's, it's going to be really annoying. It's uncharted. I'm going to it's, uncharted. it's going to be okay. annoying. Oh, you got some examples for us? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I prove do. It so the first thing I found when I was digging around is actually Nissan has already decided and they have published at the, the both um, 2017, 2018 Tokyo Auto Show, the vehicle, the noise their vehicle is going to make. Now remember, this is from the external outside of the car. This is not in the side of the cabin. This is what people will hear when you drive by. So, oh, of course, it's not going to work. Go oh, there. We go. That's like the car starting up. That's the sound okay. of the car starting. And, th and then it's and then it does this. And you step on the gas. No way. <laughs> I love it. But it sounds it sounds beam me up, Scotty. Yeah, really. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Um, seriously, it's, it's really, really kind of odd. And so that's one option. And, of course, I talked to my brother, who's also a car kind of guy, and he says, well, they should just all make, like, ice cream truck noises. <laughs> and so the ice cream truck thing, obviously, everybody everybody knows ice creams, right? Um, that's 
that's that's all. I'm gonna shut that off because I don't like it. Yeah, um, really. <laughs> but that's all well and good. But imagine if there's a lot of them, and you're down in Paia at the traffic light, and this come this starts happening. That gets really and really really annoying Real really fast, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it begs it kind of it begs the question of you know, okay, if you need to have audio, then how do they integrate and connect and kind of work in a manner that is not? Maybe there's, for example, maybe there is some really there are some really clear standards and they're kind of consistent. Like right now, we have different sounds for engines, and that's just because we've been living with it is is palatable or acceptable. Yeah, right? lots of people know. Like I, they don't have to look at it. I know exactly it, what. That it, car is because it, I hear I hear it. <laughs> it could turn out that it's a lot less creative than we imagine, right? Right. That it's in order for it to be in our in our lives in a manner that is acceptable to us, it could end up being like it could sound like an engine, <laughs> or it could sound like I a, always I always had that idea. I, in fact, years and years ago, people that know me, I, say, I I wanted to make the little product that you could strap into the bottom of your car, and there's a wind there's a display when you first turn on your car in the morning. It says, "What, what do you want to sound like? You could mm. sound like a Ferrari, or you can sound like an <laughs> F1 car. You can sound like you." Can sound like anything you want which is kind of fun you know and you could do something like that this vehicle customization but still within limits sure and sure you don't we, we already have a lot of people bouncing around with with extreme subwoofers sharing their music with everybody and the cars <laughs> just do different things now i mean like even if you think about t tesla and the model x they have this uh what is it called celebration mode have you seen oh, that oh god and the, <laughs> yes. and the going doors kind of pop up and <laughs> that's, shake that's and not it's gotten... for driving and no, that's but certainly I mean, not for safety they're it's doing showing more, off <laughs> they're showing off it's kind of like at a car show where you would kind of bump you know bump did i say bump tunes i think mm -hmm. i was going to say that yeah. <laughs> yeah. showing my age here but i mean you'd, you'd get your music and your lights and all that stuff going on so i mean but i mean this is talking about something utilitarian that's a necessity for safety and so it really is kind of more of a, a traffic uh, flow kind of conversation yeah. and like where will that go um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you know you're going to be in a place where you have to have some legislation to control this, or it just turns well, into this cacophony yeah. of just utter that's crazy. What you're going to get is some really weird noises. I mean, even just with the with the uh, the, the ice cream one, <laughs> it's just it's it's. As soon as I started putting that audio together, I was like, this is really annoying. I don't want to. Well, how far out are we on again. this becoming a, a thing? Um, well, I said the Nissan one. They've are they were. I think it was two years ago they already announced it. I, did, I wasn't aware that they actually had an audio cue that they had already designed, uh, but they've showed it, at, like I said, at both the 2017 and 2018 Tokyo Auto Shows. So that's that's out there um, already, and it's pretty much definitive. Um, the last interesting piece of this is I found that um, Mercedes uh, AMG Group, the, the high-performance guys uh have teamed up with the band uh lincoln park get you know these guys you know these guys <laughs> and so the first thing that went through my head is of course this this track right no, that, that's 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 good that's going to be the seatbelt thing when you don't even put your seatbelt that goes da -da 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 -da, you know and then, but i can but you imagine people Oh no! It's going, it's great. How 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 aggressive are you going to drive if that's the noise your car is <laughs> so now making? A, now, <laughs> so now there's like a uh, uh, like a, a psycho psychological or like a, an emotional component to how this inner how this how this affects people. And we put yeah. on music all the time in order to get us to do different things. Like you work out, you listen to whatever. I've been listening to a lot of Queen these days for some reason. Sure. My daughter actually kind of got us back into it. She started. She loves it all, and it gets you pretty amped. You know, yeah, I mean, I exactly. want Queen in my car right yeah, now. But I don't know how I feel about hard rock, metal, guitar, and stuff coming out of every car driving down the road. So you got a band, and you take pieces of that for the different well, I don't, I don't things think you need. I don't think that's actually what they meant. They were talking with the band about designing the sound for the ah, vehicle. Yeah, okay, 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 so okay, it's okay. not quite that. But that's the first thing that went through my mind is that yeah, it's going to be crazy rock. That's amazing. That's amazing. The road. Well, the solar coaster kind of continues <laughs> to broaden its uh, scope and its area of discussion into all things future and amazing. And it's the electric world we're going to be living in. Electrification. <laughs> hey, folks, this has been the Solar Coaster. We're a renewable energy theme talk show right here in lovely Maui County. Founded uh, uh, every Friday at 105 p.m., Kaoi, 1110 a.m., and a bunch of FM stations. We're sponsored by Maui Solar Project, Tabuchi Electric America, Sonam Battery, Pike Energy, and Sun Drum Solar. This has been a great show. Thanks yeah. so much to M and everybody for putting it together. All right. Do appreciate it. Aloha. Have a fantastic weekend. Aloha Friday, folks.